Hey guys, today we're talking about cannabinoids, phytocannabinoids, endocannabinoids, and the endocannabinoid system, plus the entourage effect. Thank you for listening. Yeah, so I got about six hours of sleep last night. It was great. So I was doing these notes at 3 a.m. Wow. That's more than I did, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you not sleep again? No, no, I did not. Did you take any sleep? I did, actually. And it didn't do anything? No. I think it's just the anxiety or the stress of whatever the heck's happening in my life. And that's the number two or number three thing that people take CBD for? (laughs) Going over these, it was quite interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of Cannabinoids. I'm David, and I have Tanya with me. Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> but no, I'm kind of excited about this episode. Uh, I really like cannabinoids. Or just diving into the cannabinoids and seeing what they individually do. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Um one of the interesting ones was uh, CBN is not naturally occurring already in the flower. It is after a while. You got to let the pot sit out for a while and stuff evaporates. THC actually turns into CBN. Wow. Exactly. So it does occur naturally, but over time with old stinky pot. <laughs> with old stinky pot. Or not stinky because the stink leaves the pot. The terpenes evaporate. <laughs> But yeah, um, all right, we're going to get in some news, some news articles I found interesting over the past week. Uh, first one is over 50 million Americans use CBD. That is about 14%. That's crazy that 50 million is only 14%. Exactly. I was like, 50 million, oh my gosh. And then you see 13% or 14%, you're like, womp, womp. <laughs> But that's still pretty interesting. A poll by Gallup, one of the leading polling institutions, say, yeah, 14% of America uses CBD. And out of the other 86%, 35% haven't even heard of CBD. And 50% knows what it is, but haven't used it. So there's a lot of education to be made out there. What do you think, Tanya? Well, CBD is the most popular between the ages of 18 and 29. So there's definitely a younger demographic there. Um, adults aged 30 to 49 use CBD at a rate 2% higher than the national average. Um, I would assume that maybe it's because that's when the aches and pains are starting to settle in. <laughs> I know that's that's the demographic I deal with is the 65 or older. So I, I was reading this and I was like, wow, 18 to 29 is very popular in the younger years, the millennials, so to speak. Um, but it's weird because I normally deal with 65 and older, 55, 45 sometimes, because <laughs> so the aches and pains come in. Well, it's interesting because only 8% of those 75 or older said that they had used a product containing the non-psychoactive cannabinoid CBD. Um, so maybe that's where those numbers are getting a little fudged as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, regionally, More than one-fifth of all West Coast residents say they had tried CBD, 
while Americans in the East, South, and Midwest all reported below average consumption rates. And according to Gallup, 40% of the positive respondents say they use CBD to help with pain, and an additional 20% saying the cannabinoid helped them with anxiety, and 11% saying they use CBD for sleep or insomnia. That was that number, 11% mm. of that number say they use it for sleep or insomnia. I tried some last night. I couldn't go to bed last night. Well, I did go to bed, but I got up at two, and I'm like, Ugh. so I got my my paste, my hemp paste, took some, and I was fast asleep after working on these show notes. But anyway. <laughs> Well, the FDA is working on regulation of the cannabinoid CBD, as we see it everywhere in tinctures, oils, creams, and even infused in lattes and deodorant. It looks like CBD is here to stay. I would say so. It's becoming popular. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the new uh, the mic setup? I love it. Do you I guys, do you guys hear this? <laughs> Crystal clear. I nerd out on it. Sharp. I had to say it. Yeah, right. Oh new God, microphones. It's great. Check out the Instagram. We'll post a picture. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about um, CBD. There is problems with cannabis lab testing. This is from an article from the Ministry of Hemp. They have great articles. I'd recommend you go check them out. But uh, since there is no requirement for standardizing testing, lab equipment or certifications, cannabis testing labs result can be inconsistent. Uh, We were talking about the FDA a little bit ago, um, but it has no regulations for companies producing CBD products. Um, so basically in all this, it's just do your homework, find out what's out there, find out the company you're getting your CBD from, look at the back, go to their website, um, look at their reviews, look at where there might, where they might be sourcing their material. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there. Uh, we're in a huge boom of the CBD market. So there is a lot of questions on where to start, but if you do your homework, you should be good. If they're a reputable company, they might have lab tests, testing posted on their website. Uh, so it's really up to us as consumers to be responsible what and where we buy and put into our bodies. <laughs> good. Tony just looked up at me and was like, a deer in the headlights. What are we talking about? She was thinking about the first day of school. <laughs> I'm a little distracted, guys. That's <laughs> all right. All So our next news headline is about the nation's first hemp seed bank in New York. New York Senator Chuck Schumer announced $500,000 in federal funding for a major hemp research facility, the country's first hemp seed bank. It's another step in the right direction. Um, yeah. The, U- the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the U.S. hasn't uh, grown hemp this large on a scale, uh, this large of a scale before. Um, it's really easy to grow and it's pretty resilient, but there are still unknowns growing on a larger scale, such as how does it react with certain pests, certain pesticides, um, how does it grow with other crops, stuff like that. And the industry, the, with the industrial industrial hemp becoming federally legal thanks to the 2018 Farm Bill, researchers had to work hard to catch up after decades of prohibition. So that just gives a little overview of where we are at now. There are farmers lining up to grow hemp because it's such a, a cash crop right now, industrial hemp is. With that comes the uncertainties of all that. But like I said before, 
hemp's pretty resilient from what I've been reading about. I myself have tried to grow some hemp and it has failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I started out with, I don't know, maybe a hundred seeds and one by one they wilted away. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So you killed them. Don't say that. <laughs> Unknowingly. Well, speaking of uh, hemp being a resilient plant, CBD has been found to be used as a superbug antibiotic. So Mark Blaskovich, a PhD senior uh, research officer at the Center for Superbug Solutions at the Institute of Molecular Bioscience at the University of Queensland in Australia. Say that five times fast. Nope. <laughs> he tested CBD against a wide variety of bacteria, including bacteria that have become resilient to most commonly used antibiotics. CBD is selective in which bacteria it can kill, um, but testing uh, bacteria uh, Staphylococcus, which causes skin infections, and Streptococcus, which causes strep throat. Um, <laughs> there is there is an antibiotic van vancomycin vancomycin van something like that. There is an antibiotic vancomycin. Uh, I'm sure I'll get corrected on that later. Uh, killed bacteria in six to eight hours. So that's just the regular. I would assume that's the irregular antibiotic that you get prescribed for strep throat or whatever. But the that killed bacteria in six to eight hours. We switch over to CBD. It killed the same bacteria in three hours. Uh, the CBD also disrupted the biofilm. It's like a layer of goop surrounding bacteria that makes it more difficult for the antibiotic to penetrate and kill. Goop. Goop. <laughs> goop. Uh, yeah. That's interesting, the biofilm. I want to dig more into that maybe later. I got to do more research on that. But that's interesting. Apparently, this goop is hard to penetrate by even the vancomycin, vancomycin, something like that. But CBD oil just came in there and dissolved it. <laughs> Bye-bye, biofilm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, bio. That's a good name. We'll, we'll try that out. Um, just real quick, uh, just an overview uh, Texas farmers are allowed to grow hemp now. Uh, hooray! G uh, Representative Governor Greg Abbott signed HB 1325 into law allowing farmers in Texas to grow hemp. Also, we go back to, or we'll switch over to, across the country to Ohio, that legalized hemp and CBD. So, which is great, Governor Mike DeWine signed a bill legalizing hemp and CBD and asked the state's Department of Agriculture to develop a licensing system for farmers who want to grow hemp. So, yes, it is federally legal, the 2018 Farm Bill, but still up to the states, the United States, to, or just states and separately to figure out what they want to do and how they want to. Individual states. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm ready for a break. What about, what do you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need some coffee. Coffee. More holding, sleep, maybe. Holding back the tears. That's fine. I purposely didn't wear any eye makeup today so I could cry at my own leisure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. It's fine. It's fine. Cannabis. This episode of Cannabinoids is brought to you by thehempjar.com. We all hear CBD oil does great things, but there's more. The hemp jar provides the most natural form of CBD. 
called Hemp Paste. Hemp Paste is the world's only whole plant CBD product by using their proprietary non-extraction method leaving the entire hemp plant whole. Taking hemp paste or the whole plant is the only way doctors and scientists say is to have the entourage effect. Having all 118 cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids, 480 compounds, working together synergistically within your body to create homeostasis and balance, something that CBD oil does not have the capacity to do by itself. Balance out your life and head on over to thehempjar.com to receive 10% off your first order with the coupon code CANNABINERDS10, only at thehempjar.com. Again, receive 10% off your first order using C-A-N-N-A-B-I-N-E-R-D-S-1-0 at thehempjar.com. Thehempjar.com, the most natural form of CBD. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Tawny was holding back her tears the whole time. I saw a little one squeeze out. Oof. <laughs> But yeah, we're here to talk to you about cannabinoids today. Are you pumped? Cannabinoids. <laughs> Are you pumped? Oh yeah, absolutely. Understanding cannabinoids is huge. Absolutely. They are the foundation. And there are so many. So many cannabinoids. We're going to be talking not about all the cannabinoids. That'd be way too much and very boring after the fifth or sixth one. I wouldn't know. I nerd out on this stuff, just like my microphones. Cannabinoids are right up there with me. So, Tony, give me some definitions. Cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. Those are the little microscopic parts of the plant that I don't even hang on. They're compounds. Let's see. We're gonna we're just gonna pull this up. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> read an actual definition. <laughs> we're gonna cut that out. While she's looking at that, an actual definition as opposed to her own words. Um, cannabinoids. Compounds. <laughs> Compounds, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, ask me again. <laughs> Redo this. <clears throat> so cannabinoids, and then then you can respond. Cannabinoids, in my perception, there's two different kinds that I know of. There's phytocannabinoids, which is what we're going to be delving into today, and endocannabinoids, which are naturally produced in the human body. Uh, there's phytocannabinoids and endocannabinoids. Like we said, we have an endocannabinoid system. And Tanya, take us away with cannabinoids. Alrighty, so cannabinoids are chemical compounds that are found in hemp or marijuana plants, the cannabis family, um, as well as other plants. Um, but the ones that we're going to be dealing with primarily are found in cannabis. I always think of how we talked about last time. We have cannabis as an umbrella to hemp and marijuana. Cannabinoids is kind of the same umbrella to phytocannabinoids and endocannabinoids. Yes, yes. So phytocannabinoids are found in plants. Um, those are things like CBD, THC, um, like David touched on earlier, CBN. Um, the endocannabinoids are actually made in your body. So things like anandamide, which is found in breast milk, um, those are made naturally in your body already. So your body actually has what's called an endocannabinoid system, and that has uh, CB1 and CB2 receptors. Um, long story short, those receptors are actually what cannabinoids bind to in your body um, to help reduce um, inflammation, to help put your body back into homeostasis, that kind of thing. You have these CB1 and CB2 receptors all throughout your body. Yeah, with that, you need fatty acids as well for them to bind to. 
uh, more of a carrier oil uh, for them to actually be the, the phytocannabinoids to dig down and actually uh, connect to those receptors. Fatty acids are super important. I've heard, I was reading the other day that the best way to take your CBD is probably an hour beforehand, eat, I'm not saying go out and eat a huge hamburger, but something fatty like a piece of fish or something like that that has a lot of those fatty acids in there, uh, then it's, ju it's just another way for you to absorb it, the CBD, more efficiently throughout your body. The human brain actually has more cannabinoid receptors than any other G protein coupled receptor type. Um, so I think that's why it's able to regulate your body so well. It's because your brain has um, more cannabinoid receptors um, than any other part of your body. And that is the CB1 receptors? Uh, yes, so CB1 receptors are found primarily in the brain. Um, and then CB2 receptors are predominantly found in your immune system or immune-derived cells. Um, so there's two different types um, of receptors there. <laughs> <laughs> Eloquent. Eloquent. Oh, no. So CB1 receptors are primarily for the nervous system. What can we find in there? What would CBD help in the nervous system with the CB1 receptors? So uh, for your central nervous system, it would help out with um, pain that stems from nerves, so um, sciatica. Um, it would help with any kind of brain issues, so brain fogginess, anxiety, PTSD, um, any nerve damage or uh, tissue damage that you may have had, um, so pain stemming from that. It would help with um, seizures type migraines. Um, yeah, it would just, you know, do that stuff. What about CB2 receptors? What would that help with? So TB, uh, CB2 receptors, okay, well, <clears throat> CB2 receptors are predominantly found in the immune system. Um, and those help with um, a lot of the anti-inflammatory responses that you see when you take CBD. Um, so it helps not only to protect you from, um, you know, different bacterias and, oh gosh, I can't talk today. That's all right. You know, we have all these different cannabinoids. Cry. <laughs> we have all these different cannabinoids. 118, I, I also read a lot of people are saying 113, so there's debate on, about that. So basically we're just finding out new cannabinoids every day. I was always under the belief we had 118 known cannabinoids. Uh, I've read a lot of articles that say 113 known cannabinoids. Now I wonder if that has to do with some kind of, um, like we were talking about how the C, uh, THC breaks down and becomes CBN after a while, or you could do it through an extraction process through heat and oil or um, CO2, whatever you have. Uh, so we will discover right now what some of these are. We're not going to go through 113, but there's some that I picked out that are popular that really help out, such as CBD. We all know it's really good for anti-inflammatory uh, and then pain management and a stress reducer. THC, uh, the benefits of that is um, again pain management 
helps with nausea, stress disorders, and can cause anxiety and paranoia. That's the other side of it. But we'll get into this a little bit later. Is something called the entourage effect. Uh, if you take CBD and THC, a 50-50 blend of the actual flower, some of the um, effects like anxiety and paranoia are canceled out by the CBD stress reducing. So you get the the best benefits, the positive benefits of both when taken together as opposed to just taking an isolate, which really doesn't help that much. Uh, and then we were talking about CBN. That's more of a relaxation, helps with insomnia disorders. It's really good for, uh, maybe you need to take that, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, maybe it would help me a little bit, <laughs> help out my situation. Yes, it's really hard to get CBN. Real, I tried to get some for a product development um, I'm working on, and you wouldn't believe the pricing on that. I just wanted to get a sample. Well, and as you said earlier, CBN is derived from THC, but THC in its natural form, when you find it in the plants, it's actually THCA, so tetrahydrocannabinolic acid. Um, and when you decarboxylate that, then it turns into that THC, the tetrahydrocannabinol. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you have to you know continue to do different processes to derive that CBN. Um, another one of the major cannabinoids that we have is CBG. It helps you stay awake and alert. So maybe that one is one of the ones I should look into. (laughs) Um, It's a brain cell stimulant. It's um, anti-proliferant and antibacterial. Um, CBC is a potent anti-inflammatory and it assists with digestive and gastrointestinal disorders. Um, It potentially contributes towards the regeneration of brain cells as well. Um, definitely whoop, whoop. more. Yeah, more. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing. So if you're smoking pot, CBC is good for the regeneration of those brain cells that THC can kill off. <laughs> I need to do more research. I, I might get a lot of hate mail for saying that. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, C-A-T-H-C-V holds uh, appetite suppressing value. Good for those who have high blood sugar. Um, so all these are great by themselves. And Tony mentioned this earlier, that all of these cannabinoids in its natural form form all have an A at the end of them, like C, uh, CBDA, CBGA. All that is is that acid in its natural form. Taking that as well, if I took a bud, uh, a flower bud, and crushed up or just ate it raw, whatever. That actually, it's it's been known to be a, one of a, what do you call it, a superfood? Like a superfood vegetable. Like a superfood vegetable. So it all has great value when it's in a natural form or when it's decarboxylated. Just basically heat it up. The extraction process decarboxylates it a little bit. And there's other forms of decarboxylation out there, such as getting a lighter and smoking a joint. That's decarboxylation. Science. Nerdy. <laughs> doing things. Science. <laughs> By the sound of this, you'd think Tawny was smoking weed. <laughs> you know, at the moment, I kind of wish I was. <laughs> at 8.43 a.m. It make it more interesting. I'm so. not a pothead. <laughs> For the record, I actually don't smoke. That's but fun. sometimes I wish that I did. <laughs> like now. 
So yeah, going back to the entourage effect. Tana, you know a lot about the entourage effect. Yes. Give us the breakdown. (laughs) The entourage effect is basically when all of the components of a plant um, or various components of the same plant are working together synergistically in your body. Um, So if you're taking THC with CBD, the CBD's stress-reducing qualities will actually counteract the psychoactive paranoia of the THC, like David had mentioned before, while the THC still helps with pain and nausea. So you don't get as much of the um, psychoactive or the hallucinogenic sides of the uh, THC if you take it with CBD, you still get the medicinal benefit of it. Um, So taking a lot of CBD can help with pain management, but some people still get a buzz off of too much CBD, meaning that their creative receptors in the brain are firing in all different directions. The THC can counteract that effect, but still leave the pain management uh, qualities intact. So when thinking cannabis, you're thinking balance. Just think balance. 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 Homeostasis. Some people have um, certain... Not, I don't know, what, what's the word? Uh, uh, sensitivities to certain cannabinoids. I know someone that's really sensitive to CBG. So if he's taking his hemp paste, which has all the cannabinoids, uh, he gets really hyper, already a very hyper person in general, but he gets even way more hyper. It's kind of funny to watch. Um, whereas some people get uh, or be affected differently by other cannabinoids. So CBD, sometimes people get very sleepy on that one as well. Um, so, yeah, they all have different effects in your body. <clears throat> so, yeah, I've after researching just the isolates, I don't know if they work as well as something that is broader. There's broad spectrum but that's, I think that's just they take the THC out and they still have maybe six to ten cannabinoids in there. But that's, it's still interesting to me because just think of taking vitamin C as opposed to an orange. I would assume and I would know just from common sense that the orange would be more beneficial for you because the orange has way more properties and terpenes. We'll get into terpenes later which are very medicinal for you, as opposed to just the isolated vitamin C. Not saying it does terrible things, I'm just saying it's not gonna do as good of a job as the whole orange. Well, we were talking about earlier about uh, hemp being a a superfood vegetable, basically. Mm -hmm. With any other vegetable, do you extract oils? Do you extract an oil from a carrot to be able to, you know, use that as a a vet, I, mean, I don't know. You can juice. Yeah. People juice carrots. It's <laughs> it's good. It goes through you quicker though. Uh, when you juice something, the nutrients being a liquid form, all that goes through you way quicker. You get a boost really quick, but then it goes through you really quick, as opposed to just eating the whole raw material. That's just I would just, that common sense that just works better. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Well, Tanya is about to go to sleep (laughs) while crying. I don't know what I need today. It's going to be all right. He's going to be fine. I don't know what I need today. (laughs) It's fine. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. That's all we really have. We have a lot more, but that's all we have for right now. We're going to be talking and diving into terpenes, more cannabinoids, flavonoids, 
all that stuff. We're going to nerd out real hard. Flavonoids. <laughs> Tanya's going to be making the music for that one. Terpenes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes. Give us a comment or you can comment stuff. You can go to cannabinerdspodcast.com. Leave any kind of note you want, whether it's love-hate mail or hate-love mail. <laughs> whatever it is uh, just let us know and whatever you might want us to talk about we'll definitely do that just leave us a comment we're also on Cannabinoids Pod on Twitter you can follow me I am at David Woji uh, we're also on uh, in, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Cannabinoids <laughs> Podcast been a rough morning <laughs> I thought this was a, a success <laughs> she's shaking her head We'll redo this. We're going to redo this one. No, this is good. People want to hear this. No, this is terrible. Let us know if you want to hear more of this or if you want us to redo it. We'll have two versions of episode two. <laughs> we'll take a poll. Oh, yeah. Well, what's that poll? What's that polling site we're talking about? <laughs> oh, the one that did the... Yeah, we'll reach out to them and have them... Gallop. Gallop. Gallop, if you're listening. We're going to have two versions of this... <laughs> We've been talking way too long about this. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Please join us again. We'll see you in two weeks. This episode of Cannabinoids is brought to you by TheHempJar.com. We all hear CBD oil does great things, but there's more. The Hemp Jar provides the most natural form of CBD called Hemp Paste. Hemp Paste is the world's only whole plant CBD product by using their proprietary non-extraction method leaving the entire hemp plant whole. Taking Hemp Paste or the whole plant is the only way doctors and scientists say is to have the entourage effect. Having all 118 cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids, 480 compounds, working together synergistically within your body to create homeostasis and balance, something that CBD oil does not have the capacity to do by itself. Balance out your life and head on over to thehempjar.com to receive 10% off your first order with the coupon code CANNABINERDS10, only at thehempjar.com. Again, receive 10% off your first order using C-A-N-N-A-B-I-N-E-R-D-S-1-0 at thehempjar.com. Thehempjar.com, the most natural form of CBD.